Realistically, how likely is it that we could actually get the property market to crash here in Australia? We already know that the Australian property market is not just one market. There's numerous regions, numerous capital cities, and then there's markets within markets. In this video, I wanna discuss a few possibilities that we could see play out with the property market with prices, as well as what is available in terms of stock for both rental and as well as purchasing. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now we've heard it across all media headlines, even on my YouTube channel, I've covered off addressing some of these articles that have come out saying that yes, we're gonna have a property market crash of 30, 40, 50% and the whole world is doomed. Now the reality is there is a lot happening on the macro side of things that yes, could possibly bring about fear that these articles and journalists then write about to then get more views and clicks on their articles feel like we're living through some sort of matrix here. Now, although I'm an optimistic person, there are some key concerns that could affect the housing prices. And we're already starting to see that with Sydney and Melbourne. But a couple of the things that I wanna really focus on in this video, things like the fear of rising inflation and how that rising inflation is tying in with rates rising, which then flows on to consumer and business confidence. At the moment, what we can see is that consumer and business confidence has now reached levels that we've only previously seen twice before in the last 25 to 30 years. The first was the 2008 GFC and the second was in 2020 when we had the lockdowns. So do we feel like it's that bad out there? It really depends on who you ask because if you're asking people that can't find a rental at the moment, yes, it's pretty bad when I have to sleep in my car. But then there's other people that are actually not feeling it at all. Yes, we've had petrol prices increase but not really affecting the day-to-day -day life for most people, especially those that hold assets. We know how inflation works, we've covered it on the channel, but despite having assets and having you know surplus money coming through from different income sources, it's still going to affect those people that hold those assets. Why? As those rates have been increasing, they are still feeling it in their bottom line. Now, in my case, I've got a lot of debt, I've got some properties and I'm refinancing to now purchase more property. So of course, in the short term, with rates being at the levels they are, if they were like 1% lower, well then yes, I'd have a better cash flow position than before. However, we know that everything works in cycles. I believe this cycle is gonna play out a lot shorter than previous cycles, where we go through increasing rates and come back and start cutting rates again. We usually see this play out over a longer period of time, except this time we're gonna see it in a shorter amount of time. Why? Because there's more debt in the system and consumer confidence is dropping. It's a free fall at the moment. The other concern we have in the market is affordability. Unfortunately or fortunately, the way the system is built is that we already know. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Now in this case, by raising interest rates, we've had a lot of commentary, especially coming out through on Facebook groups, suggesting this is fantastic because then people can't go and buy multiple properties. However, what it actually does is it really affects those first home buyers because those are the people that are now having their borrowing capacities affected. If you're someone out there that's wanting to invest and you've considered investing over the last six months, well, guess what? Three months ago, you probably could have borrowed. Now you can't because as those rates have increased, the buffer rates have increased for the bank doing the servicing on their calculators. So I know some people that did strategy sessions a couple of months ago have now come back and said, look, Ravi, I'm now all in. Like it makes sense. I've looked at the norm. I've got some critical thinking done and I realized that the market is going to continue going up. This is the best time for me to get started. And I'm like, 
Hey, cool. That's, that's a great conclusion. You know, I would have loved to have done this three months ago, but hey, we can do it today. But unfortunately, now when they go to their broker, the broker's saying, well, the interest rates went up and now you can't borrow, which means you now have to unfortunately wait for the market to decide what you can and can't do. The whole reason behind creating this channel was so that you have more choice around your finances to get to financial freedom. What we're seeing right now play out is that if you can't get a loan from the bank, the bank is dictating terms to you. That is never a good place to be. Although I feel like the cycle is going to fasten up and we're going to have rates cut, which means people can start borrowing again next year, it does mean that you're out of the market for a specific period of time. Now, what can compound this is if you were going to go into the market and the market kept moving. We're all holding our breath thinking that the market will crash by 10, 15, 20% across everything in Australia. And that means that even though I can't borrow now, I can borrow in 12 months and I'll pick up a good deal. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. There are already some markets that have double digit growth in 2022 and this will continue. So what's worse is that you have to now sit out of the market as the market continues moving on. If you're someone in a position or you think you're going to be in a position, there's a link in the description below. If you need the help to get started with the buyer's agency, definitely hit me up. We'll be here to help. And this market is interesting because now those people that are sort of sitting on the sidelines rent vesting like myself are also feeling the pinch because as the rates have increased, more demand has gone onto rentals and the rentals have started increasing. You compound all of this with the fact that construction costs have blown out. You've got building companies going into liquidation because the cost of building as well as what you have to pay people and get the right tradespeople is just simply impossible for them to continue running a profitable business. Seems like there's a lot happening at the moment and that's because there is. Now, one of the things I discussed in a webinar as well as in my Patreon group is that we can't look at the markets in the US and what's happening overseas and compare that to what's happening here. Because when you start doing those numbers, you really figure out over the last 30, 40, 50 years, the markets are correlated, but they're not heavily correlated to the point where if the US housing market dropped in the GFC by 40 to 70%, it didn't happen here in Australia. And again, during that period of time, there were still some places that either held their value or even went up. And this comes down to research as well as being in the right conversations at the right time. I know unfortunately on YouTube, as well as across all media, the content is covering more of what's happening overseas. So if you are in Australia and this is probably the first time you're coming across the channel or you haven't hit that subscribe button, definitely do that because then we can keep up to date with what's happening here in Australia. Now on the flip side to all of this, you've got a shortage of good supply housing. What I mean by that is that people can't find good rental properties to live in as well as that the people that actually want to buy properties can't actually buy a property because there's not many people selling their homes. Volumes have dropped off and we see that every year during the winter period. Now obviously with the fact that we've started seeing some pullbacks, vendors are now going well I don't really want to sell because I'm looking at the same articles that 99% of people are also looking at and suddenly I don't feel so comfortable putting my property out into the market. So you start having a slowdown and to be honest it makes sense right if you've got a property and you don't really need to sell it you're like well why would I sell it now when I could have sold it for that much I just have to wait. And the thing is, as I said, the cycles will play out a lot quicker than most people anticipate. And when you're having chats with people around yourselves, obviously you gotta take it with a grain of salt. But right now we've got unemployment in Australia at the lowest it's been in over 40 years. So the fact is we've got a shortage of skilled labor and we've got a lot of vacancies in terms of job openings, which is a sign of a really healthy economy. Now, yes, there's cracks within the system. If you look carefully enough, you'll probably find them. But right now we're in a position where technically we're doing quite well. We definitely have a strong 
banking system. And that's where APRA coming in and changing up those lending restrictions in 2017 and 18 has really helped us put us in a good position for us not defaulting on a mass majority of loans. When you look at the government incentives coming through as well to help people buy property, you can start seeing the writing is on the wall. The government doesn't want to simply go out there and say, look, for the last two years, we gave you free money. You then use the money to buy housing. And then from the housing, you took out some equity. You started spending it on cars and nice things, going to the cafes. We don't want to just go back and roll over for the last two years. So even if we did see a decline, which we're seeing in Sydney and Melbourne, which I've been saying for a while, we're probably going to see a maximum of 10 to 15%. If we're looking externally outside of these areas, we're probably going to see a lot of markets move sideways and some markets will grow. Some will grow more than others. I know that sounded very confusing, but all I'm trying to say is that if you're going to go and approach investing in property as one whole market, you're probably going to lose. No, no. Scrap that, you're definitely gonna lose. And I say that with a smile on my face because at the end of the day, you don't wanna go in, invest in something that's easy. Because if it's easy, then it means that everyone's gonna do it. And if everyone's gonna do it, the results might not be as fruitful. It's when you can take the road less traveled, as they say, is when you're gonna make the returns that only 1% of the entire population will make. That's why you're working towards financial freedom. That's what we wanna achieve. And one of the ways we can achieve that is getting the right education, having the right conversations, and reaching out if you need help. If you are interested in more content like this, definitely hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.